Welcome to Fit for the Kingdom. Hey everybody out there in podcast land, this is Fit for the Kingdom. I'm your host, Dusty Young, and uh, I'm so glad that you decided to join me again today. I hope that you have had an awesome day so far, or if you're just getting your day started, I hope that your day is going to be as awesome as you are. And uh, let's get right into uh, kind of our main topic for today. So in today's episode, we're going to talk uh, about a few things. I plan on giving everybody a preview of what we're going to discuss early on each episode. Uh, that way, if it's something that interests you, then uh, you know, you'll know you be sure to tune in and, uh, and listen to the whole thing. And uh, if it's something that maybe you don't need, then uh, you can skip this one. It's all right. Uh, but I would encourage you to give it a shot, give it a chance. There might be something that you learned along the way that you didn't realize that you didn't know or something that maybe you've had a misconception of. So in today's episode, uh, we're going to talk first about uh, the first steps to take. Once you've had your wake-up call, once you have decided that you're going to take charge of your life and take charge of your health, what's uh, you know the first couple things that you're going to want to do? Um, in, in that, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to have a breakdown of how fat and uh, the fuel that our body works off of, how that even works, um, basically how does the metabolism work. We're going to look at a breakdown of the nutrients that we get. These are called macronutrients versus micronutrients. Then we're going to talk about different types of diets and uh, how to specifically avoid a crash diet. And then uh, I'm going to give kind of my recommendation for if I was to imagine the most perfect diet ever, what would that look like? Uh, you got to stick around for that. And uh, I finally did get someone uh, who asked a question, which I'm really excited about, guys. Uh, if you have a question, um, you can send it to fit for the number four kingdom 2021 at gmail.com fit the number four kingdom uh, 2021 at gmail.com so uh, if you have questions send them into that and uh, let's kick off the episode so like I said uh, the the title of this episode should show you that this is going to be once you've had your wake-up call um, once you have determined, I want to take charge of my life, I want to take charge of my diet, uh, you know, I, I want to get healthy, what do you do in the first few little steps? Well, this is a really tricky question. As with the majority of, uh, of everything that we're going to talk about, there's so much of, a, of an individual variance, meaning that one thing that works for one person might be really difficult for somebody else. What is, uh, you know, what was right for me might not be the perfect fit for you. Uh, but as long as we go into this with good information, uh, I think it's a lot easier for you to kind of determine the route that is best for you. So, um, so let's, let's talk about your first few steps. The first thing uh, that, that I would encourage you to do uh, 
is we need to create a plan for the diet that you're going to follow. Now, I understand that, uh, you know, in, in the time that we're living in, that diet has become such a bad word. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to tell people that you're on a diet. You don't want to acknowledge that you're on a diet. Um, you know, and so we've, we've changed it to, if you've ever heard people reference woe, W-O-E, which by the way is a biblical word, but it means like pity or it means uh, pain or like discomfort, woe unto them, you know, but that's what a lot of people have changed it. Now it's not a diet anymore. Now it's a woe. That, that's uh, an abbreviation, by the way, for way of eating. If you've ever seen W-O-E and wondered what in the world they're talking about, that stands for way of eating. But it's uh, whatever you want to call it, um, doesn't really matter. What matters is how you handle it. What matters is um, how strict you stay to it. Uh, and can you maintain this with like a balanced approach to health, nutrition, you know, your mental health, uh, your social health, your relational health, your spiritual health? I, I think it's super important kind of building on um, last week's uh, wake up call episode that we acknowledge that there's more to health than just diet and exercise. Um, you know, you th- there's 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 an unbelievable amount of progress that you can gain or lose simply by uh, taking a look at your stress levels. This that's something that people don't really talk about, but um, we, we are talking about your first few steps. I would hate to uh, to have a car, um, you know, and, and somebody has given me the first few steps on how to drive the car, and they talk to me about putting the key in the ignition, and they talk about having gas in the tank, and they talk about you know checking my mirrors and buckling up the seatbelt. They give they've given me really good details, but um, whenever I get into the car and I decide to take those first few steps. I suddenly realized that I am trying to drive on four tires that are blown out. Well, that's what happens whenever we go through the kind of a, a diet research, uh, you know, a diet uh, experimentation maybe, and we've not examined some of these underlying, the, we, we've got the keys, we've got the seat belt, but we have not kicked the tires, uh, so to speak. And so uh, I'm, I'm actually going to give you a couple of tips before you ever even embark on, uh, you know, trying to change your diet. Um, the, the, the number one thing that I'm going to tell you is you need to, you need to begin looking inward before you look outward. Uh, you need to take a look at your stress levels and you need to try to find a remedy for your stress levels. Now, how do I do that? Well, for you, it may be different than what it is for me. I can tell you what I started doing. Um, number one, uh, I tried to get more time outdoors because uh, outdoor uh, being out in the, in nature is something that really helps me in my stress levels. Uh, I tried to make sure that I prioritized getting time with my family because what I noticed was that the the less amount of time that I was able to spend with my family, the higher my stress levels were staying. Um, I, uh, and, uh, oh, I'll tell you another big thing that I changed, uh, personally was I, I didn't get rid of all the caffeine that I was drinking, but I cut down on the caffeine I was drinking. Those couple of things for me 
dr- dramatically reduced my stress levels. And I'm just going to tell you that if you are embarking on a diet uh, or a diet change, which is going to be a, a form of stress for you, uh, without first beginning to examine some of the other things that are stressing you out, uh, you can do some research on your own if you want. Do some YouTube, <laughs> YouTube, <laughs> some YouTube research on uh, on what affects cortisol, which is your stress hormone. What effects cortisol have whenever you're trying to lose weight? It's unbelievable. People are, you know, especially in the keto community, people are going to talk to you about what insulin does to you, you know, whenever you have sugar and, you know, your insulin levels are up and all that crazy stuff. Uh, And by the way, what they're saying is true, but I'm just saying like we, we focus on some hormones, we focus on insulin or we focus on testosterone or estrogen, but we always seem to forget about cortisol and what stress can do to whether you are burning fat or whether you're keeping fat. So that's the first, that's the very first step I would take is look inward and uh, try to try to give yourself a couple of things that you're going to do for self-care, whether that's getting outside like me, whether that's spending more time with your family like me, whether that's, uh, you know, whether that's alterating, alter, uh, altering something that you're doing, um, you know, like from a stimulant standpoint, like caffeine or uh, cocaine or something <laughs> Just playing. If you're if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, I, I hope that you don't do cocaine. But uh, if if you are, I'm just going to straight up tell you that's that's a cause for stress. So drop it, okay? But anyways, um, uh, sorry. I just I look, folks. I want to have a little bit of fun on this podcast. I don't uh, search for truth is so uh, serious. It's so intense, and uh, I I don't want to uh, for this podcast to to be a, a redo of that. Um, I'll get serious on search for truth, but allow me to joke around a little bit on this one. Okay. So if you doing cocaine, stop it. Okay. Um, but yeah, for real, examine your stress levels. Another thing, uh, step two, so step one is going to be examine your stress levels. Try to do something for self care. Uh, I would, I would say if you're not praying every day or spending some time, uh, in, you know, some form of meditation, listening to God, reading the word, uh, you know, something that is pouring inward, then I, I would I would prioritize that number one. Um, and and along the way, maybe this will kind of help you see how this uh, how taking control of your life in this way can really help you uh, in learning to walk with God better. Um, step number two, uh, after you take a look at your stress levels, step number two, I would say look at your sleep. How much sleep are you getting per night? Are you getting your eight hours? Uh, are you getting, you know, your your? I would I would say, or what I've read, optimal uh, sleep times are somewhere between six to nine hours, depending on the person you are, and you will be able to really tell uh, by how you feel in the morning. You'll, uh, you know, if you if you feel uh, like, man, I'm ready for the day, then you're probably getting the amount. the the correct amount of sleep but if you feel you know tired whenever you wake up you're either oversleeping or undersleeping and so that's the time for you to look at well am I closer to the six hour range you know my am I only getting four or five well obviously you're undersleeping or am I towards the high end am I getting nine ten maybe eleven you know that's that's probably going to be a cause for your you're sleeping just a little bit too much so uh, those are two things before you ever take a look at diet, 
uh, and you put the key in the ignition, let's make sure that we're not running on four flat tires. And uh, th those are things that will either undermine your success or set you up for better success. Okay, so um, the, the, first, the first official topic of this episode is how fuel works or how fuel works in the body. So I want you to imagine with me that your body is just trying to survive. Okay, it's the truth. Your body is programmed to keep you alive. And that's why humans don't just live for a few days and then fizzle out like betta fish, you know, or goldfish or uh, something else that doesn't live long. Uh, we, uh, we, we are programmed to, uh, to do everything possible to make sure we can survive. Now, what that looks like is for us, we, we have to make sure that we have got fuel um, availability at all times, right? Well, this is what the stored fat on your body is. If you look down, you know, and you see that, uh, you know, muffin top, or you see those, the, the excess fat perhaps on your, on your upper arms or in your thighs or, uh, you know, the, the double chin or wherever it is, um, don't despise those. Don't, you know, don't, don't hate yourself because of that. That's just your body saying, I am going to hold on to this fuel. You're literally surrounded by a, a massive fuel reservoir in all of your fat storage. Now, why is that? Okay. I'll tell you why it's, it's simple. It's because we, I'm not going to say you because I'm, you know, sharing my experience with this because we for years have uh, put more fuel in the tank than what we have burned. And so, uh, you know, whenever we, whenever we fill up, we have overfilled the tank and we've spilled over and our body, unlike a vehicle, our body will actually increase the tank size and it will, it will attach more tanks. And before long, we are, you know, we, we are riding around just a, a big old fuel truck. That's, that's, that's what I, that's what I am still, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work through that. And what, what we have got to do though, is we are going to have to burn more fuel than what we're taking in. Okay. This is how we get to our set of nutrients. All right. So let's, let's take a, a breakdown of how nutrients work. There, there are two primary types of nutrients that we consume. Okay. And we're going to make it very simple. A macro, uh, what's called the macronutrients. Macro means big, right? Um, these are your big nutrients, your big, your big groups of, uh, of fuel versus your micronutrients. Micro means small. And so this would indicate like your, your vitamins, your minerals, the little bitty things, you know, your potassium, your sodium, your calcium, all of those are micronutrients. Now we're not going to spend all of our time talking about the different micronutrients and how they affect you because we don't get fat or skinny typically by a manipulation of micronutrients. That's the little things. They will affect how you feel. And uh, in another episode, I'm definitely going to talk to you about electrolytes and I'm going to talk to you about, uh, you know, your vitamins and all of that great stuff. We're going to talk about that. But today we're really trying to focus on the first steps whenever you're trying to uh, start to burn that fat. And micronutrients really don't play uh, as, as big of a role uh, as given by their name. 
Macronutrients, on the other hand, these this this is where we're running into trouble if we're putting on weight, or this is where we're going to be, uh, you know, really dialing it in if we're going to lose weight. The macronutrients break down into three or four categories. The reason why I say three or four is because you have kind of this overarching umbrella term uh, that I would that I would call your fourth, and that is calories, right? That's the umbrella term, and the calories are going to be made up of these three macronutrients. The, the three macros are protein, fat, and carbs, all right? Everything that you eat, everything that you eat is going to be broken down into, uh, that's how your body reads it. Your body reads it. It is this uh, particular ratio or this particular uh, proportion of protein Okay, I can use that for muscle building. I can use that for uh, repairing uh, tissue. I can use that for fuel if I need to. But the body really likes protein for uh, for repair, and it likes protein for burning. It's uh, protein is protein is uh, the king of the nutrients. Uh, I didn't come up with that. Somebody else did, but I've heard it a lot. Then we have fat. Fat is what your body is going to use for fuel, like I referenced earlier. And fat is a slightly less convenient fuel, which I know that uh, it, it may sound weird to you, but that's actually a better thing for us, a good thing for us, because you want your body to, to have to work to process what you're putting in it, okay? And if that didn't make sense, hopefully this discussion of carbs real quick will... Uh, lend some perspective to what I just said because the third macro is carbs. Carbs uh, is another fuel source just like fat. The difference between carbs and fat from a fuel standpoint is that carbs are an easy accessible uh, fuel source. So what I mean by that is uh, you know if I eat if I eat something that is heavy in fat my body is going to take that fat through a process, and uh, if you're interested, gluconeogenesis, it's going to convert what I have eaten into sugar because that's what your body likes to run off of. It's called glycogen. And, uh, and so it, your body has to work and separate and break down that fat in order, and especially the protein, in order uh, for it to uh, utilize that as glycogen or convert it into sugar uh, but carbs uh, the carbs are the macro that your body does not have to work so hard to break it into sugar because for the most part carbs are sugar now I could talk to you about you know how carbs break down into starches into sugars into complex carbs or uh, you know I, I but let's save that for another episode I see that I'm I'm already 19 minutes in, and there's a lot more to cover. Okay, but these are your basic macros: your protein, your carbs, and your fat. Uh, this is this is the fuel that you're going to be taking in. Now, for the most for most people that follow what they call SAD or the standard American diet, and I I like the fact that it spells out SAD because for most of us it is SAD. I want you to think about how these foods were, uh, the common foods, were to break down, okay? Think about, uh, you know, everybody's favorite, pizza. Oh, pizza. Pizza, uh, you know, you're going to have 
a little bit of protein in the cheese. You're going to have a little bit, uh, you're going to have a, a decent amount of protein in the meats and the toppings, you know, but then that's where the protein stops. Okay. What else do you have? Also in the meats and also in the uh, cheese, you have a lot of fat. And so here's where we're running into a little bit of a problem. The, the, the greatest macro for you is protein. And in, on a pizza, the protein is far outweighed by the fat that are also in the cheese and in the toppings. And now, here's the thing though. In a pizza, it's not just cheese and toppings, is it? Well, for some of us it is. But uh, no, for, for the standard American diet, you've got to have the crust. And what is that? Zero protein, bunches and bunches of carbs. You got to have that sweet, delicious, sweet and savory tomato sauce. And guess what? That tomato sauce, more carbs. And so you, you have this tiny, tiny bit of protein and it is stranded and held hostage by, a, by an entire army of fat and carbs. And so this is why... You know, we we follow these diets uh, that that they they've got the they've got the macronutrients all out of whack, all out of balance, and uh, and so you're taking in a bunch of calories, uh, and and your body is not burning that fuel because it's too easy. Your body says, "Oh, I got all this sugar," and in fact, I got more sugar than what they're going to burn because for most of us, we would eat this and then we would sit down. I know I would. And so if, if, you're, uh, if you're combining this high calorie diet, especially high in fat and high in carbs and low in protein for the most part, and you're combining that with, with what is pretty much a sedentary, stationary lifestyle, then your body is not burning the fuel that you're putting in it. And so what is it going to do? Well, it's not going to just get rid of that fuel. Your body says, what if I need it for a rainy day? What if there's going to come a time where food is going to be scarce? You know, our body, our bodies learned that from years and years from our ancestors having to hunt and gather, having to, you know, sometimes there would be many buffalo and sometimes there would be no buffalo. And so what are we going to do? We're going to hold on to the fat that we do get now. We're going to hold on to uh, the carbs that we do get now. We're going to hold on to all of that. And, uh, and so this is how we end up with stored fat. Now, uh, the reason why I, it's so important for you to understand that, that may seem like I just spent a lot of time talking about stuff that doesn't matter. If you're under that impression, that's why you've not gotten any results. Because these things do absolutely matter. Okay? And I'm going to transition now into discussing kind of the different modes of diet. All right. So first, first off, we have what's called the balanced diet. The balanced diet, this is all going to come down to how, how do my macros, the, the protein, the carbs, and the fat, how do they equal out when it comes to uh, the calories that I get? You know, like I, I, I use the example of the pizza and the pizza is super high in carbs if you've got that crust and sauce and it's decently high in fat and it, unfortunately it's not all that high in protein right and so that would not be balanced okay what we're looking at with a, what's called a balanced diet 
would be that protein, fats, and carbs would be about equal. So you're looking at about 33% of your calories every day coming from carbs, coming from fats, and coming from proteins. Now, if you can do that, that's really awesome. Uh, most people really advocate for a balanced diet, and I, I agree with them that it seems to be uh, more sustainable. The problem, though, is if you want to include a bunch of fat or if you want to include a bunch of carbs, uh, you know, equal to your protein, uh, it, you're going to have a you're going to have a, an issue where you're going to run into in order for me to do that, I've got to keep my portions very small. So in order to follow a proper balanced diet, uh, you know, for the, for the most part, people have to limit their portions far lower than what we tend to want to limit ourselves. And so this is why uh, for a lot of people, it's, it's a really good plan, but our discipline, you know, a lot of times doesn't allow for it to be sustainable. So uh, the next diet, uh, so we're moving from balanced diet, and these are going to be super easy to understand just based on what they're called. Next diet would be a low-fat diet. Now, low-fat is exactly what it sounds like uh, because the protein is going to be higher uh, as far as the ratio goes. The, the fat is going to be super low, and the carbs are going to be high. Okay, So this is a low-fat diet. This is, uh, this is where you would focus on... Uh, finding meats, finding proteins that are super lean. So these are these are people that would eat a lot of chicken, people that would eat a lot of fish, um, you know, maybe wild game, some venison here and there. Uh, but they would stay far away from beef. They would stay far away from pork. They would stay away for the most part from dairy because dairy has such a high fat content. They would stay away from the from oils. And uh, nuts, they would stay away from all of that. And, uh, but, but they would be able to take in their fuel by uh, the carbs that they eat. So, uh, you know, these people, these people might not get the steaks and they might not get the bacon and, uh, you know, the avocados and the oils and, the, uh, you know, the, the sausage and, and all that stuff. But they would, in, in place of that, uh, they would get rice and they would get sweet potatoes and they would get some folks would would call it a low-fat diet and Rush to the ice cream, but the problem is there's fat in ice cream They would rush to cereal, but the problem is there's you know fat in the milk uh, So, you know that this is why this is why for the most part in my opinion low-fat uh, is difficult for somebody like me, okay, and and because I, I crave the fat I, I can do without carbs and then finally, uh, we have the low-carb diet. And low-carb is exactly the opposite of the low-fat diet, and that would be a moderate amount of protein, that would be uh, super low carbs, and in placement of the carbs, you would have higher fat. And so for the person who's wanting to follow a low-carb diet, uh, this, would, this would look like you know no potatoes, no starches, no rice, uh, no sugar, no processed sugar, no uh, no cereal, uh, you know, no high starchy vegetables, um, uh, you know, no none of that stuff. And in place, though, you you would be able to have the cheeses and the dairy and the heavy whipping cream, and you could you could have those fatter cuts of meat. You could have the ribeye. You could have eggs. You could have you know, etc. So, um, so so let's talk about 
uh, you know, what the ideal diet would be. Like if I were going to choose a specific diet for you, what would that be? Okay. Now, this is a trick question because like I said at the beginning of the episode, everybody is so different one from another. You know, everybody, you don't like the same foods that I like and I don't like the same foods that you like. And so something that sounds really great for me might be terrible for you. Uh, an example I can think of is my wife, the sweetness. Uh, she has uh, she has a good bit of lactose intolerance. And so for her, keto is very difficult because you know, everything is swimming in cream and everything has cheese on it and everything is, you know, to me that sounds like heaven, but to her that sounds like a stomach nightmare. And so you, you really have to determine what is best for, uh, for you. So what are some kind of basic guidelines for you to look for, okay? If you're going to take anything away from this episode, these are, let me give you three rules that I set for myself and folks this worked okay number one number one the number one rule of your diet i want you to prioritize your protein well uh dusty how much protein should i get well i'll tell you you need to go online and you need to type in the words lean mass calculator lean mass l-e-a-n-m-a-s-s calculator. You need to go to that website and you need to plug in your numbers. Don't lie. Don't make yourself taller than what you really are. Okay. Don't you put 5'10 and you're actually 5'8. All right. <laughs> and, and, and don't put younger that you, than you are. Be honest. Okay. This is, this is, this is for your own good. And you need to plug in the numbers and that will give you a really good idea it might not be perfect, it might not be 100% accurate, but it will give you a very good estimate as to how much muscle mass you have in your body currently. Okay, And by the way, lean body mass doesn't necessarily equal 100% muscle. Lean body mass is actually anything and everything in your body other than the fat. So your bones are included in lean body mass, your skin, your organs are, are included in lean body mass. So anyways, the amount of protein that you should get every day should be one gram of protein per pound of lean body mass, okay? You'll read online and you'll see some people say, well, no, it's one pound per body fat. Folks, that is, that is not until you get to a super low, uh, super low body fat percentage. If you're coming at this from a weight loss standpoint, and you're overweight, you don't need you don't need to do one gram per pound of body weight because there's so much of your body weight currently that's fat. And uh, we want to make sure what got us into this mess is us eating more than what we're going to burn. So we have to eat the appropriate amount, uh, amount and then burn a little bit more than what we're eating. Okay. Now, so number one, priority prioritize protein. I want you to eat one gram of protein per lean body mass, per pound of lean body mass. That's number one, prioritize protein. Priority number two, okay? I want you to go online, and I'm going to share links, okay? So don't worry, I'm, I'm going to share links. If you haven't, by the way, uh, if you haven't found us on Facebook, Fit for the Kingdom uh, on Facebook, 
please go on there. I'm going to be sharing a bunch of awesome YouTube videos, things that helped me uh, along the way, and this will help you too. But step number two, I want you to set a goal weight, not your permanent goal weight, but I want you, uh, this should be, let's say 20 pounds or let's say 30 pounds. Some of you, it, it, it'll depend on how, how far you really need to go. If you need to lose 100 pounds total, uh, you know, or if you need to lose over 100 pounds, then let's set your first goal at 20 or 30 pounds. You know, if you only need to, to lose 20 to 30 pounds total, then let's set your first goal at 10 pounds. But uh, set your first goal, whatever that weight is, okay? And then I want you to Google search what is the maintenance calories for this weight, okay? And uh, what it'll do is it, it will take you to another calculating site and uh, you're going to put in not your current weight, you're going to put in your first goal weight. So whatever your weight is now, minus 10 pounds or minus 20 pounds, or if you've got a long way to go, minus 30 pounds. Okay. Now, this is what you're going to do. It's going to tell you how many calories it would take for you to stay at that goal weight. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the amount of calories that I want you to start eating now. And you're going to eat that many calories until you reach that weight. Okay. I hope that this is making sense for you. Why? Wait. Whoa. This. No way. Because this says that, you know, I, I should still be eating 3,500 calories. Well, if 3,500 calories will get you down 30 pounds, then that's awesome. I'll tell you what you don't want to do. You don't want to go from eating 4,000 calories a day to 1,200 calories a day, like you've seen on those stupid shows on TLC or whatever, you know, that, that that's called a crash diet. That's something that is not sustainable, but mo most important to that is your body is going to adapt to that and it's going to burn less whenever you put in less. Your body becomes fuel efficient and it adapts to what you put in it. So it's important for us to scale this down slowly rather look, if you drop it down and you and you eat only a thousand calories a day, are you going to see quick results or quicker results? Yeah, you will. But the thing is, is you're going to plateau before you get to your goal weight because your body's going to be burning less. And then what's going to happen is it's going to delay everything that you've been working for. And it's actually going to take you longer uh, if you get super quick results early and then you can't make it the rest of the way. It's not worth it. Pick a goal weight, your first goal weight, figure out the maintenance calories for that weight and start eating that amount of calories now. Okay. And eat those calories until you get to that weight. And then you're going to pick another goal weight and you're going to figure out what the, what that maintenance calorie is. And you're going to work that way all the way down. And by the time that you get to your eventual goal weight, you will not have to uh, eat even less and less and less in order to stay there, but you're going to be able to already be in maintenance mode when you reach that lowest weight, right? Genius, huh? Well, let me tell you, I didn't read that anywhere. That's something that I don't know if I came up with it or that the Lord gave it to me or what, but, uh, this is, this is how I did it. Yeah. I used keto, but I used that 
Uh, well, I'll talk about that in just a minute. So number one, prioritize protein. Okay. Get one gram per lean body mass, uh, per pound of lean body mass. Uh, you're going to fill in the rest to reach your goal weight maintenance calories. And the third rule for the ideal diet is I want you to try your very best to eat only whole foods. What's whole foods? It's foods that do not have all the chemicals and all of that stuff in it, that junk, okay? So what is an example of a whole food? Well, rice is an example of a whole food. If you're allowing yourself to have carbs, rice is an excellent whole food. Well, what would be a processed food? Uh, Rice-a-roni would be a processed food. Are you seeing the difference here? You're going to be, I want you to cook rice, not rice aroni. All right. Uh, I want you, I want you to have, uh, you know, I, I want you to have uh, pork chop, not uh, Italian breakfast sausage. You see what I mean? I, I The less chemicals, the best. Now I know that it's not going to be something that is going to be the super, the, the easiest thing in the world. But I promise you, I promise you, especially for those who have attempted diets and you just could not figure out why in the world your calories kept going so high, it's because whenever you eat these processed foods, they hire people, they hire food scientists to try to figure out how to get you to keep coming back for more. It's the difference between, uh, you know, if you've, if you've ever eaten a baked potato versus trying to eat just a serving uh, of a, a, a bag of sour cream and cheddar or cheddar cheddar and sour cream uh, you know free uh, uh, what's this Lord it's been so long ruffles that's what it is uh, cheddar and sour cream ruffles just try not to go back try not to try to eat one serving size good luck you know what are they they're highly processed potatoes that food scientists figured out through study groups they figured out how to make it to where you would eat more and more and more. And the thing is, they engineered that stuff to keep you coming back. Well, are you going to be eating out of the hands of the food scientists that want you just to buy their product and they don't care how much you weigh and they don't care what your blood pressure is and they don't care uh, you know, how good your joints are and they don't care how well you get around? Those food scientists are, are hired so they can make that company money or... Are you going to be eating from the Lord who gave you the potato for a little bit of, uh, you know, a little, a little reward whenever you've earned a carb or two, you know, that there's a huge difference. So three steps for what I'm calling the ideal diet, prioritize protein, one gram per body fat or <laughs> one gram per, uh, per pound of lean body mass. Number two, eat your first goal weight maintenance calories and then recalculate once you get to that maintenance once you reach that maintenance weight and then number three eat only whole foods all right now for the last couple minutes and uh, i plan on going into this deeper but i i don't want to receive a question and not answer it uh so the last couple uh, minutes I, I i got a question from somebody and they wanted to know why I chose keto. So 
Uh, and this is very appropriate. Our next episode, I'm going to be talking about getting started on keto, what to do, what to expect, and all that type of stuff. But the reason why I chose keto is because I, whenever I knew that I wanted to change my life and you know get healthy, I I knew that I was I knew I was going to have to give up something. Okay, if you think that you're going to go into this and you're still going to have be able to have all the Snickers bars you want all the donuts you want, all the pizza you want, all the french fries you want, you're never going to you're never going to get healthy. You you have to be able to walk into this understanding that you're giving up something, but what you're gaining is going to be far greater and that is better health, you know, better mobility, better strength, uh, better longevity in your life. And so I'm I walked into this saying, well, there are some things that I feel like food-wise I I would have a very difficult time giving up. And then other things, it's it's I, I don't want to, but I can live without this and this and this, right? Well, that is what led me to keto, because I found that I can do without cake, I can do without uh, without sweets, I can do without potatoes, I can I I can do without bread, I can do without rice. Understanding that, and and I know you might be hearing this and saying, well, Lord, I can't. Well, um, I hate to drop a bomb on you, you know, because these are carbs, right? I hate to drop a bomb on you, but if you do a low-fat diet, you still can't have French fries, even though they're carbs, you know, because there's because they're high fat. If you do a low-fat diet, you still can't have ice cream and cake because there's a lot of fat in it, you know. So uh, I, I looked at low-fat versus low-carb, and I I knew that a balanced diet, I was not gonna be game for those super small portions and so I was gonna I was gonna have to pick either a low fat or a low carb diet and for me I I realized that uh, I I think I could be okay giving up potato chips and giving up you know like bread and that type of thing if in place of it I could still have a ribeye you know if in place of it I could still have eggs and I could still have cheese and I could still have bacon and I could still have turkey and I could still have pork you know like it, I, I, I counted the cost and I said these are things that I can live off of these are things that I'm, I, I can eat these and be happy and so uh, having an eye on my calories making sure that I was not uh, that I was not going over overboard on my calories tracking them on my fitness pal the app um, I, I I set my keto uh, you know restrictions to I had 20 carbs a day and many times I didn't even hit 20 carbs a lot of times I would stay closer to 10 and this kept me in ketosis and uh, but I made sure I wasn't starving myself I made sure that I got enough calories to come up you know around that maintenance calorie for my goal weight and I, I stair-stepped it down and it kept me from from hitting these big big long plateaus that other people have and I didn't crash and I didn't you know go crazy whenever I you know when I, whenever I hit you know 210 pounds and I'm like yeah this is where I wanted to be I it, I didn't go off the deep end and binge a bunch of stuff and all that I, I, I didn't do that uh, because because I didn't starve myself along the way so you need to find something that is going to keep you from this idea of the crash diet, uh, something that's so extreme that the moment that you're off, you're gone, you're out of there, you're you know you're doing worse than you were even before you started a diet. 
that is that's that's no way to approach this it's no way to live so i hope that you guys enjoyed this episode um i'm going to be back uh later this week on thursday uh to drop another episode we're going to be talking about how to you know get started uh on the keto diet uh or any of these diets uh we're going to be talking about um you know priorities uh, as far as uh you know what what does uh i'll tell you what i'll do i'll give you kind of a sample week of what a really really good uh, what a really good ideal diet would look like for that week. Uh, and, and I'm taking this from the keto perspective because that's what I did. Um, but anyways, like I said, guys, if you have any questions, uh, any things that you'd like for me to cover specifically, uh, send me a message at fit, the number four kingdom 2021 at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, give us a review and, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Love you all. Be blessed.